everyone loved it but me. My name is Lisa Hedger and I'm your host. I'm a freelance writer, editor, and journalist in Central Ohio. This is a show where we talk about those super beloved books with a different perspective. During this summer of 2022, I'm going to be spending more time with some book bits episodes. These are shorter and we get into various bookish topics. This allows me to really kind of focus on doing a lot more reading for the Everyone Loved It But Me books and doing those interviews and and that just takes a little more time. So then once we hit fall, we'll be all geared up, ready to go with with a bunch of everyone's uh, favorite books. Two weeks ago on May 25th, I highlighted some of my favorite summer reading programs. And one of my longtime favorite programs is the Pizza Hut Book It program. This is in the news literally, you guys, within the last two days, early June, the Pizza Hut Book It program has been criticized heavily because one of its book suggestions includes a drag performer book for kids. This is among the latest of attacks. I've been talking about this past year. And in this episode, so I want to dig just a little bit deeper and talk about this. And I've got some thoughts. Then secondly, I I think a big topic of conversation that we as readers always have is how do we find those hidden gems, right? It's so hard. And I know there's a lot of programs, a lot of places out there trying to help us do that. And I just read an article where there's another app trying to to do the same thing. So I think this one's interesting and I'm going to highlight a little bit. This is an important episode today. Now on to the show. All right, guys, we are going to jump right into this Pizza Hut Book It reading program controversy. But first, let's just kind of explain the program so everybody knows what we're talking about. Basically, since 1984, Pizza Hut has had an ongoing reading program. I referenced it last month as a summer reading program, but really, you can participate in this one year-round. And it's very simple. I will include, again, links in the show notes. Honestly, here's how it is. Like Teachers can can oversee this. Parents can. Uh, Several times when teachers would oversee their programs for my kids, they would set a monthly goal. They would say, I want you to read X amount of books per week or a number of minutes per week or number of pages per week per month, right? And then once you, and and really the kid can decide what they want to read and the parent, they can work with their family. If the kid isn't reading independently yet, mom, dad, cousin, aunt, uncle, neighbor, anyone else can also read to them. All those minutes count. And then once you have met your goals, then you get like your free coupon for a personal pan pizza it's really great. So so that's, as I'd mentioned, I love the program. My kids have participated in this. I honestly think I was looking back that I even participated because I remember getting these little coupons for, for Pizza Hut. And I think in the 80s, I was participating. So that's what the program is. And here is what has transpired in the last 
couple of days, like literally just here in early June 2022. So as I mentioned, the, the program is super flexible. You're not required to read anything. You can choose to read whatever you want, okay? However, when you go to the link I'll provide in the show notes, Pizza Hut does include a number of books based on ages and things like that, certain suggestions, right? So these are suggestions, things you could or could not read. It is now June, as I said, so it's Pride Month. So Pizza Hut has added the book, a children's book called Big Wig by Jonathan Hillman to its recommended list. First off, I will tell you, I have not yet read this book, so I can't talk about it too much. I'm just trying to get my hands on it. Um, uh, not at my local library, not at my local bookstore, and I'm trying to find some other places. I'm hopeful that that if I talk about this again, I will have been able to to have gotten this book. But essentially, I've, I've been trying to kind of read a little bit about it. So I will tell you this this book, like I said, is called Big Wig, and here is I can kind of give you a little little summary of it. So, BB Bedazzle is a fierce queen that feels like a superstar while wearing her wig. She confidently sets off for the big wig ball, but feels intimidated when she sees how magnificent the other wigs are. Comparatively, BB's wig doesn't seem that big or fabulous. She begins to feel insecure and loses some of her signature positivity. All of a sudden, her unique pink wig flies off her head and lands on the head of a shy little guy in the audience. With the help of this wig, he stands taller, smiles bigger, and transforms into a proud performer. Bibi sees the wig give confidence to a friend in need, then proudly wears the wig on the runway. Big Wig promotes diversity, inclusivity, and self-acceptance. The author shows glimpses of BB as a boy in photographs as he's getting ready for the ball, but it is not described in words. The subtle mention of gender exploration presents the opportunity to discuss gender identity and sexual orientation. Above all else, this story will encourage children to express themselves, believe in their abilities, and support their peers. This book is perfect for age four to eight-year-olds who feel they're misunderstood. And that is the review from the Manhattan Book Review. So I just wanted to kind of put a little context around what the Manhattan Book Review had to say about this particular book. Um, Now getting into the controversy. So what has happened in the last, like I said, couple days, a, a lot of folks are on Twitter accusing Pizza Hut of being woke, right? W-O-K-E for for listing this book, which is a book about a child who I just described dresses in drag to compete in a, in a costume contest. There are many people out there, you know, trying to issue boycotts against Pizza Hut for its recommendation of this book. And the, you can find it on Twitter. And there's many, many articles about this. People saying Pizza Hut has decided to join in on the trans cult and recommend drag books to kids in pre-K and up. I don't know who told these corporations it's okay to teach perverse sexuality to little children. 
But we will end it. I will never order from at Pizza Hut again. That was a Twitter user. Here's the thing, guys. As I always say with these books that cause these super controversial comments like the one that I just read, I wonder if that person has even read the book. And as I said, I have not read the book yet, so I feel like I cannot, you know, say much about it myself, but it is disturbing that we are still seeing people so angry about books that I'm not even sure they know much about. And as I was reading about this particular issue, I found it pretty um, interesting that the book's author, Jonathan Hillman, when he discovered that Pizza Hut's Book It program had included his book, he was over the moon. He posted on Twitter about it and said that he was a big fan of the program himself and participated in it when he was a kid. And this one, this book actually was just published earlier this year in February. I mentioned it's a children's illustrated book. Follows uh, the story of a young boy who likes dressing up, whose wig gives magical powers to those who wear it. I oh, and I also wanted to add his. Here's what he wrote, Jonathan Hillman, when he found out about it on his on his tweet. Hooray! Thank you, Pizza Hut, for featuring Big Wig, and for the many pizzas over the years. I grew up doing book it, so this is really special, and thank you. So. I thought that was really cool, and and now there are many people on uh, social media trying to boycott Pizza Hut because this book was a suggestion. I think that as this continues to happen, it feels like it continues to happen, you know, every day that these books that have to do with LBGTQ issues and, and things like that are really hotly targeted there's many people that that are are targeting the these books either to get them boycotted or get them off a certain lists again this program is it, it was not required reading it was just a suggestion and people in in this program read whatever they want to read i i think one of my new summer reading goals is going to be to start checking out and reading some of these books that are getting so hotly contested. And, you know, if I read one and I really like it, and this is one that actually looks really interesting that I want to read. I want to try to get, I think I can get it. Like I said, just locally, it, it might take me a couple days. But I want to get my hands on these kinds of books so that, you know, I can read them and say, hey, I read it and here are my thoughts. And I don't think it's not true that like every book that is has been boycotted that, you know, I love all of those books that can't happen. We all like different books. But as we always say, people are attracted to books, right? For a reason, a season, a lifetime. The book at the right time for a, a person who is going through some struggles or questions, which it can be magical for that person. It can be almost miraculous getting these books into the hands of the readers who need them at the right time is vital. And I think that when we're thinking about we're going to the birthday parties for younger kids, we're going to you know, some kind of a, maybe a baby shower or something like that, that we should look at some different types of books that don't get 
quite as much attention. So this is the type of book I am putting on my list, and that's my homework to everyone else to try to think outside the box beyond just those super, super popular books and look at these books that we know are getting challenged every day because I think if we're out there and we're supporting them, then hopefully we can keep them in circulation. And we're, again, this is a topic, I think you guys are going to just keep talking about this more and more, probably every few episodes or so. Okay, now I want to talk a little bit about the challenges I think in trying to find some of these hidden gem books, right? I was reading a New York Times article and I will include links into the show notes. And basically what this article was saying is that the book business on one hand is doing quite well. So in 2021, readers bought 827 million print books. Okay, so that is significant. It's an increase of about 10% over 2020. So that's pretty significant. But then the article goes on to say, you know, of course, unfortunately, it's not quite as rosy as it seems because many of the books that people are buying are, are the ones that we have talked about on this show, like Where the Crawdads Sing and some books by celebrity authors, James Patterson, Matthew McConaughey, for instance. And certainly there is like this gap of trying to find some of these books that that aren't so popular, but that might be the perfect book for you. And how do you find that book? I know some of us have used Goodreads and Goodreads can be helpful. It tries to do a little matchmaking and many other entities have tried so. The New York Times, they were writing in particular about a new app that I have just signed up for as well. It's called uh, Tertula, T-E-R-T-U-L-I-A, which is trying a different approach and is trying to, by measuring and distilling the online chatter about books, to point readers to the ones that are driving discussions. So... This kind of goes on to say, you know, and and they're kind of saying, look, a lot of companies have tried to do this. There's many different entities out there, but they have a new approach and a new app to try to help you find some new books. Okay, so the way this is set up is the app is aggregating book discussions and recommendations from across the web, drawing from all sorts of social media posts, book reviews, podcasts, etc., etc., news articles, to generate reading recommendations that are tailored to each individual's tastes and interests. And then, of course, you're going to answer some questions about which genres you like and what types of people you want to hear about books from? Are you interested in, you know, explorers or historians or, you know, from book critics, things like that. So, you know, you'll sign in and the app will have an algorithm and it's going to sift through. So it's using some, like we said, AI, artificial intelligence. I love that in in the book world, right? And trying to to generate some some lists. Again, it is brand new. You guys, I have just signed up and it was telling me, hey, Lisa, 
give us give us a little time and and we'll uh we'll get back to you so it it's just one more tool i think in the tool shed right just just one one more thing i still love the old school you know recommendations from my friends and i always find that to be helpful but i love the idea uh, of trying something new to find out those those books that might fit for me Okay, and since we are talking about book choices and and things like that, I was noticing that Barnes & Noble has already come up with their top 10 books of 2022. So who knows? Some of these could become an Everyone Loved It But Me book, the show. But here is the list so far. You can, like, check it off and, and see if you have read any of these. Okay, Scander and the Unicorn Thief by A.F. Stedman. Daughter of the Moon Goddess by Sue Lin Tan. I have that one in from the library. Book of Night by Holly Black. Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mendel. Guys, I've got that one from the library too. Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. Book Lovers by Emily Henry. I don't have that one yet. I think it's a long list at, at my library. The Candy House by Jennifer Egan. Think I might have that one from the library. If I if not, I'm on the list. The Hacienda by Isabel Connes. I will die in a foreign land by Kalani Pickhart. To Paradise by Hanya. Oh, I don't want to. The last name is Y A N A G I H A R A. I didn't want to mess that one up. So. Those are 10 books that Barnes & Noble has said are their most popular books so far this year. So those are certainly books that we might keep in mind for for the podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate your time. I also ask that you let your friends and relatives and, and neighbors know about my show. The more people who know about my show the more people who who can find it. And please, if you have any book recommendations that you would like me to discuss or you'd like me to see discuss on Everyone Loved It But Me, please go to www.everyoneloveditbutme.com and you can get a hold of me right there. Find me on all my other social media sites as well. And like I said, I really appreciate your time for listening. I hope you have a lovely day. And most importantly, I hope you get time to read today.